Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. It is great, and we're really starting to roll with this. We've got uh, Coach Ken Taylor here, and also the dog has joined us. Um, Hemi. Yeah. Hemi. Automotive name. Beautiful name. Uh, today, we are talking about closing strategies. When we made a list of all the topics that we wanted to go over, this was uh, really one of the uh, top choices for you, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. And closing, <laughs> it's so interesting. You think closing on the retail side, it's all about the actual sale. But there are so many different kinds of terms for closing, when they do it, what you're closing on. And that's what today's podcast is really all about, how closing applies to the, the commercial and fleet side of the business. So why don't you give us an overview then of exactly kind of how you want to talk about this today because there are so many different aspects between just closing on the next appointment or closing on essentially uh, post-vehicle sales commitments. So well, Absolutely. Well, in essence, everything's closing. If I sure. ask you a question that... It's what we call a, I already know the answer question. <laughs> That's a close. An example of that would be, let's say that the dealership uh, has a pickup and delivery service that will come get your commercial vehicle, bring it to the dealership, and take it back to you uh, and, and give you a loaner in the process. Uh, how do we close on, on selling that kind of service? Most people are going to go and just start talking. Hey, we got this great service. It does this, 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 this. And then the prospect is, is really not committed. Even if they say, well, gosh, that sounds great. They're not committed. And closing is all about gaining commitment. We reworked that scenario by itself. Uh, we would ask a question because closings always start with questions. Right. And the question would be, hey, do you, do you ever get too busy to bring a, a vehicle in for service? And the 100% answer to that at almost every company is, yeah, yeah, we've been too busy to do that. To turn it into a close, we've got to gain commitment that they really and truly are interested in the service. So the second question to follow that would be, well, great, so what do you have to do? And they give you a, a long story, either, hey, we have to wait, or we have to send two drivers, and or the driver has to wait there, or he has to wait for the courtesy van. And then that elicits another question, and the question was, God, that sounds like it could be very complicated, and also a big time waster for your company. And we know the answer to that. It's, well, yes. So closing is first getting a series of yeses, to where we get to the final. Uh, I said, well, the third question then would be, hey, would this help if a dealership actually brought the vehicle to you that you could use in its place, a, a loaner vehicle, picked yours up and took it in, so you had absolutely zero downtime with your uh, technicians or whoever's driving the vehicle. And they go, gosh, yeah, that would be great. As soon as they say that, that's a close. As soon as they show enthusiasm for the solution, but the solution has to be presented in a question. And the key to great closing are questions, not talking and then hoping they're going to say yes. 
So if you look at that scenario, we ask a very broad-based question that we already knew the answer. We knew they were too busy. Everyone comes up with the same answer. Second question, so what do you do? They tell us, and whatever they tell us is going to be inefficient. So that allows us an opportunity to close. And when they say, I have to send two drivers, or I have to wait, or we have to wait on the courtesy van, and then we introduce a solution but we introduce that solution in a very general way. It's not, well, here's what we do. Instead, it's, <laughs> well, would this help if someone did the following? As soon as they say, yes, that's great, now the closing question, well, gosh, that's what we do. It sounds like that would be uh, an incredible plus for your business. As soon as they say, yes, we've closed. And then we have to set up the structure. That's another weak point in closing where people don't set up the structure. Uh, once they commit, how are we going to get it started? What's going to be the next step? I would say 60 to 70% of salespeople miss what I call the next step. <clears throat> I'm going to run a couple of things by you, kind of a rapid-fire sense here. Because sure. I think this is um, really good, and, and I'm taking this sort of right out of our uh, Ultimate Bootcamp workbook, which by the time our listeners hear this particular one that we're recording, the next one will be the one in Roseville, California with Work Truck Solutions, uh, August 13th to 15th. Uh, let us know if you're interested, certainly. But um, I think this is a really cool structure that you put together here. The first thing is uh, most people have difficulty with the closing phase out of fear. So the question is, how do you combat that? Preparation. Uh, the problem, if you're fearful about anything, if <laughs> when you were in high school, if you were scared to walk, to ask the prettiest girl in school out, you know, for the prom or for the uh, the homecoming dance, there was fear, and you know what, you had no plan, right? <laughs> so, uh, and and some guy beat you to the punch. I I, I love the story. Uh, my junior year. Uh, word got to me, unfortunately, through another girl, that this girl wanted to go to the prom with me. So I already knew it, so there was no fear. I knew she was going to say yes. But uh, unfortunately, one of my good buddies and my locker mate wanted to ask the same girl out, but he was afraid. So he delayed it, and then when I walked up to the locker, I said, guess who I'm going to the homecoming with? And I mentioned her name. He said, are you kidding? I was going to ask her. So fear delayed him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and guess what? I won. I did get some strategic knowledge, though, that was very valuable. <laughs> and that's called having a referral source. Yes. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. So, yeah, so fear, fear definitely plays into it, but it's more fear. It's, it's a fear of not knowing exactly what to do, I think, is the biggest fear. A lot of people think, well, it's fear that you might be rejected. Most good salespeople have been rejected enough that that's not the case. Right. The fear is, am I going to be asking the right questions and I'm going to be doing the right things? And that's where we believe word tracks come in. And the great thing about anybody who works with us, we've already used the word tracks hundreds of times. So we know, we know they work. And that helps us take the fear out of it when they've been to our training or when they've used our services. So one of the things that you like to promote that helps you get over that fear by being prepared and allows you to set up those closing questions is summarizing. Yes. Um, and some of the, the 
key phrases that you use. Obviously, maybe going through some facts or things that you talk about. Ask them, is this accurate? Is this correct? Um, it Does it summarize what you're looking for? Talk about that, how it can set up that next step of ultimately getting to the close. It's that, it's that buffer between your nervousness and fear and preparation to being able to get to where you want to go. Yeah, involvement's the key because, again, most, right. uh, most salespeople talk too much. End of story. And uh, let's suppose, and again, homework has a lot to do with summarizing, and most people don't connect those two together. Mm-hmm. If I did my homework, I know what they're driving. I know what I would propose that would have what we call some very specific advantages. Let's take the gas mileage advantage as just you know an opportunity to give you what I'm talking about. Let's suppose that my vehicle has five miles per gallon better gas mileage than what they're driving, you know, and that's through all the tests and everything that we do, uh, including uh, we advise our clients to uh, gather testimonials after they've sold the truck on what the gas mileage is so we know right. it, it comes from a customer who actually drives the vehicle. So if I've got that, uh, I can try to close on what we call a vehicle advantage close. We know ours does something that theirs can't do. And so we ask a series of questions, and part of it is summarizing. And uh, one of the questions that we would ask in a case like that would be, are you aware of the gas mileage differences in what you're driving today and what's in the marketplace? Typically, they're going to say no. If they say yes, then we have a word track for that. Well, great, then you probably are already aware of... Uh, some of the differences between the ve- this vehicle and what you're driving. And we'll ask questions uh, to get their answers, and then we'll summarize it. Uh, how many miles do you think you're getting now? Sometimes they know. Sometimes they don't know. Do you know what the average is for what you're doing? Uh, no, I'm not aware of that. I said, well, here's the average. We'll ask three or four questions, and then we'll summarize those questions. We also do it at the opening of a sales call. We have what we call new information questions. And typically with all new information questions, after about three to four, we'll stop and we will say, gosh, could we go over that? I just want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. And that's actually a close. Right. Uh, You said that here's an issue you're facing. You're also facing the following issue. We talked about how we might be able to overcome that issue and, um, and, and save you time in service or save you time in parts or save you on gas mileage, as we mentioned earlier. Right. And then once they agree, then that's uh, what we would term a stage one close. <clears throat> you haven't agreed to buy the vehicle. You've agreed that we are correct in our assumption. And that's the first step. You know, everybody thinks it's, you know, if I could find you the vehicle today at the price you wanted today, would you be willing to make a decision today? And that close doesn't work in commercial and fleet. It might work on the retail side with someone who is either not educated or didn't do their homework. Because uh, I had someone tell me that, <laughs> and I did not react well. <laughs> Let's say uh, there's a, a uh, this happens every day, um, client or prospect, they don't agree with you. You want to ask clarifying questions. Talk about those. Yeah, a clarifying question is, is finding out what it is that they disagree with. And uh, if someone, um, again, said, 
said, well, here's one that, that, that I get. I said, you know, we, we used you a couple of years ago and, and the service was, was not that good. Really? I said, could you tell me your exact situation? We want what we call a situational question first of what <clears throat> happened. We want to get them talking. They tell us what happened. And then the next step is, was that caused by an individual or uh, was that a company policy? And I know the answer, they always say it's an individual. Well, you know, the service rider or the mechanic or whomever. I said, really? I said, so it wasn't anything that I did? Well, no, you know, we just met. I said, well, could I ask you a couple of questions? Have you ever had a service issue? We kind of reverse the situation on them when we're asking some confirmation questions. They always say yes. And then when they do, I ask them to describe the situation and then it's what we call a reflective question. And that would be, well, if you corrected that situation, you said you've had this problem before, but if you corrected it, do you think that customer should give you another opportunity? And the answer is always yes. And they said, well, great. That's all I'm asking. I did what we call a reversal. Um, and they agreed with what I said. And now I can move forward. And a lot of people say, well, Kim, you just overcame an objection. I say, yeah, that's what closing is. Right. <laughs> it's overcoming right. objections. Uh, and and then I, and I've, I've asked that question on sales calls. Uh, gosh, um, that's all we're asking, the second chance. Would you mind if we stayed in contact? It's a very low-key close. I'm not asking to buy a vehicle. <clears throat> I'm just asking for the right to stay in touch. So let's take it to... Keeping with the formula, if you will, let's say you've gotten to the point where the customer, or well, the prospect, I suppose in this case, uh, is in agreement with you. Whatever that is that you are selling, whether it's the next appointment, um, the next vehicle, etc., you like to promote closes that are simple, non-threatening, they feel natural, they allow the prospect to participate, and your two sayings that you love to use, they're pretty much the same thing, but kind of have different feels to them, what's our next step, and how would you like to proceed? Saying the same thing, but just kind of two different ways to say it. Correct. So uh, elaborate on that aspect of it. Well, we have to get some sort of agreement before we use either one of those. Right. And, uh, and that's, um, there are a lot of types of closes. There's the assumptive close, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we call this particular close the participation close. Right. I call it the close for people who don't like to close. <laughs> so, so instead of saying, "Well, I see no reason we shouldn't proceed," or "Gosh, uh, here's what here's here's what I think should be our next steps," where you take over, and that's the assumptive close. I'm assuming that you're going to give me an opportunity to buy. Right. Uh, I like the assumptive close. I use it often, but for those people that are a little bit shy or don't want to use the assumptive close, the next step or where do we go from here? are two questions where people want to be in what I call congruency with themselves. That is, uh, if I say something, then I, I want to feel committed to what I said. Mm-hmm. If you agreed that, you know, this is a great vehicle, yeah, you know, I can see an opportunity, that's when I'm going to ask. When you've already expressed positives, that's the time to ask, where do we go from here or what's our next step? And either one is appropriate. And then they're going to say, well, uh, sometimes it's going to put you back in the sales process. Sometimes it's going to allow you to make a suggestion. 
Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to know more about the vehicle. I'd like to get a feel for it. Uh, well, great. Would you like me to bring one by and you can actually drive it for a day and, and really get a feel for how it operates and how it works? That's a close. That's a commitment that you're going to to actually drive that vehicle. Could you not like it? Maybe. That's a risk we take. Sure. Uh, but, but if you're standing behind your product, then... Yeah, absolutely. So that would be an example. Uh, an example uh, of where do we go from here? Well, you know, I really need to know more about your service department. Well, great. Would it be helpful if I... I did one of the following things, and I, and I call it an alternative choice close. Right. Uh, either uh, I can bring our service writer, our service manager by, and let you guys discuss what you're looking for and how you and and what's important to you, or I could have you come to the dealership and I could walk you through our service department to get you a feel. Which one of those would would better fit you? That's a closing question. Right. Uh, I didn't ask what can we do. Uh, we don't like doing that no. because they might say, no, I don't like that. But when I give them an alternative choice close, we'll bring a service manager to you to answer your questions. Or if you'd like, you can actually come to the dealership and we'll give you a tour. And uh, and, and I, I tell guys, throw in with that too. And by the way, you know, lunch is on me. That's kind of an incentive to, to come out. Uh, now, uh, they... They've got one or two choices. They don't. They don't feel comfortable saying, "Well, I'm not interested in either one of those." That rarely happens. Right. If you give them two good, solid choices, alternative choice close, then you're going to be able to move forward. The big thing in commercial is hard closes don't work, and why? Because business owners have been inoculated. Right. <laughs> They've been called on by so many salespeople. They know how to get rid of them. Unfortunately, and fortunate for us, most of the salespeople that called on them have used the manipulative type closes. Instead, we've gotten you to admit to something that could be important to you, and then we give you a choice based on what's important to you. So there's a high likelihood that you're going to pick one of our choices. Right. And, And the whole concept overall with this type of approach is to obviously like you said in most cases have them participate but also to set yourself up to live to fight another day absolutely whether that's wherever you are in the process by having these different small participative uh, closing strategies and then also too as you go forward by asking questions you find out more and more about what they want what they need what's important to them Um, or maybe even in some cases the, uh, the smoke that they're blowing if you will that you know uh, how to get around. Um, so we won't go into that, but you provided an example in a, in a recent podcast, yeah. sort of, that kind of fit that description. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, we did with the construction company that right. we called on. Exactly. Right. Right, right, so right. Um, uh, hopefully this helps. Hopefully it gives uh, some insights. Uh, if you want any further detail, obviously you can ask us. But any closing remarks? Because we're getting near our 20-minute mark. Yeah, a, a couple of things. <clears throat> uh, one... Understand the types of closes that are available to you. Uh, you don't have to close. Closing on a sale is not the only close. Right. Clo- closing on an appointment is a close. Closing on bringing a vehicle out for them to try out. Uh, going with them to a meeting or getting them to go into a network meeting. Going to their uh, trade association meeting. Because a question I'll ask of, gosh, 
Mr. Business Owner, are you a member of any trade association? Well, yeah, we're in Home Builders. You know, I've been thinking about joining. Would there ever be a possibility for me to go with you as a guest? We love doing that because mm-hmm. now we've got more time with them. That's an appointment, and they get excited. Um, there's a risk involved about now if you go, then probably they're going to expect you to join, but you don't, you don't bring that up unless you have an intention of joining. Uh, so uh, the assumptive close, uh, you know, if you've said enough positive things, gosh, I like what you're saying, I like the vehicle, I like this, I like that, gosh, that's a good point. When I start getting buying signals, and that's what all of those are, then the assumptive close fits very well. Well, great. Hey, uh, here's what I would suggest next. Let me bring one of those vehicles out, let you test drive it, see if you like it, and if you do, Let's talk about our process of how we help you acquire that vehicle. Notice I didn't say buy. I use the word acquire in place of buy. It's a softer word. It's one of our many what we term power words. So so that assumptive close is okay. And remember, everything's a close. I mean, there's a close on the unit. There's a close on getting the next appointment. When is the best time to get the next appointment? While you're on the current one. Gosh, thanks for meeting me today. I would love to bring my service manager by just so you guys could meet. Maybe he could answer some more questions. That's a close on the next appointment. So everything's closing. Everything's closing. When you get your son or daughter to clean up their room, <laughs> that's closing. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's it for us for today. Um, thanks for joining us, and we'll be back for another podcast uh, very, very soon.